بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد وعن عياذ بن حمال رضي الله تعالى عنه قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول اهل الجنه ثلاثه ذو سلطان مقصد موفق ورجل رحيم رقيق القلب لكل ذي قربى ومسلم وعفيف متعفف ذو عيال رواه مسلم This is the last hadith in the chapter which deals babul walil adil chapter which deals with a ruler who is just who disseminates justice as we mentioned the emphasis that the shariat places upon adil or justice where ulama ikram say al-islam ibaratun anil adl that this is the very essence of islam our shariat our deen if you had to encompass it in one word it will be adil and justice the narrator of the hadith is ayyad bin himar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu the commentators of hadith have mentioned that in the entire kitab this is the only hadith that is narrated by the sahabi ayyad bin himar He says that I heard Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam saying If you look at this hadith the manner in which Rasul Pak sallallahu alaihi wasallam presents this where he says ahlul jannati thalathatun that the people of jannah are three so this is actually one of the indications of the extreme compassion of rasul pak sallallahu alaihi wasallam and through this we learn the importance of what is being presented in this hadith if you want to inspire actions or you want to inspire someone to do something then an expedient way is to present the fadail and the virtue of that the epitome the height what each and every one is striving for and particularly the sahaba of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam everything was being given for jannat so nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said should i not tell you who the people of jannah are ahlul jannah so automatically this forms an inspiration this forms a spur to work in a particular direction and from this we learn the great importance that of the actions that are going to be mentioned in this particular hadith ulama ikram say such a hadith where rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says the people of jannah are three he say it doesn't actually mean three people but thalathatu asnaf three types of actions three categories of actions which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has elevated to such a level that these are the amal of the people of jannah The first of these things Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentions he says dhu sultanin muqsit muwaffaq it is that ruler that person who is appointed to a position of trust he is ruling, ruling over the muslim masses and as we mentioned in our context it could be a teacher or anybody who is given a position where he is responsible for his subordinates those that are underneath him and in that position he is muqsit in other words he is just in his rulings he remains within the parameters of shariat and 
He never sides with what we call the zalim or the oppressor. So as we mentioned previously, the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, thalathu da'awat mustajabat la shakka fihin. He said three du'as are accepted by Allah and do not doubt this in any way. And the first of these categories, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Da'watul Madhloom. He said, the dua of the oppressed one. This is accepted by Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. There is no doubt in it, whatever. So, so a ruler who disseminates justice does not side with the zalim, with the oppressor. And in this hadith, interestingly, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, Muwaffaq. And Allah Ta'ala's guidance is with this person. Allah has given him tawfiq. Tawfiq, ulama ikram explained in this context, it means that his life also is on shariat and deen. The commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and staying away from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited. So on the one hand, he is imamun adil, he is a just ruler, he disseminates justice, and Allah ta'ala has inspired him to keep his life on deen. This is such a virtuous thing, we find in one hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Sa'atum min al-malik al-adil ta'adilu ibadata sab'een sana min ghayrihi. A little while of justice from a just ruler is equivalent to 70 years of ibadat of another person. So a person who is given a position of trust, if he remains within the parameters of shariat and he remains on justice, he does not side with the zalim or with the oppressor, according to this hadith, 70 years of nafil ibadat reward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him for disseminating justice just for a little while. In our context, obviously, it's not an Islamic country. The closest to this, obviously, will be our brothers in the legal profession. Whether he's a judge, whether he's a lawyer, we find you look at the verses of the Quran where Allah says, وَمَن لَمْ يَحْكُمْ بِمَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهِ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْكَافِرُونَ those that will move away or those that will rule with any law away from the law of Allah those that will rule away from the shariat or prefer any system of justice different from the justice disseminated in the Quran and Hadith one case Allah says these are the kafirin somewhere Allah says zalimin somewhere Allah says fasiqin so on the one hand, the reward is very, very great. On the other hand, we find the warnings in shariat are also very, very great. To continue with this hadith, the second category of person Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa mentions, he says, رَجُلٌ رَحِيمٌ رَقِيقُ الْقَلْبِ لِكُلِّ ذِي قُرْبَى وَمُسْلِمٌ He says it is that person, on the one hand, he is compassionate, rahim, رَقِيقُ الْقَلْبِ He is very, very soft-hearted. He is kind and he is compassionate. لِكُلِّ ذِي قُرْبَى Towards every one of his relatives and towards the general Muslim ummah. To be soft, compassionate, kind. A source of comfort to every person that you come into contact with. Nabi Islam says, Ahlul Jannah. This is a man of Jannah. And particularly which category of the ummah is singled out in this hadith? ذِي قُرْبَى your family relations, your fa- pres- preservation of family ties, this will always pose a challenge. There will always be situations wherein 
you will have to take the short end of the stick when it comes to dealing with your family members in order to preserve family ties. This is not a problem, this is an opportunity which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving you on this earth to earn your jannah. Allah's help will be with you. In the long term, barakah and blessings you will be granted if you will preserve family ties. I mentioned this many, many times. Rabbi Abbaq sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave family ties a physical form and he said, Mu'allakum bil arsh. It has attached itself to the arsh of Allah and it is constantly making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, Ya Allah, the one who preserves me, you preserve him. The one who destroys me, you destroy him. So Rasulullah sallallahu says that that person who by nature is soft, he's compassionate, he's kind to every Muslim, to everyone he comes into contact with. Today we see the ummah is suffering throughout the world, whether it's floods, whether it's loss of life, whether it's oppression, whether it's difficulty, hardship. You see throughout the entire world, a Muslim should be one who is compassionate, who feels this pain, who feels the hardship of, the fellow, of his fellow brothers and sisters and tries to assist them in whatever way possible. Rahimun, Raqiqul Qalb. He is the epitome of mercy and soft kindness and soft-heartedness. When Allah Ta'ala singled out the qualities of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the Quran, we find specifically this quality is singled out. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ We did not send you as anything, anything but a mercy to the entire alam. So as Muslims, as followers of Nabi Pak we also have to be a source of rahmat, of mercy, of compassion. And one to the general ummah, likulli Muslim, and particularly, as he mentioned this hadith, the qurba, your family ties. Nabi says, such a person, ahlul jannah. Allah will give him jannat on this earth. The third category that is mentioned in this hadith, وَعَفِيفٌ متعفف ذو عيال. Afif, this word afif comes from the Arabic word ifat. Ifat, on the one hand, has meanings, one type of meaning of it is to be chaste. And the deeper meaning of this word ifat is to have independence. In other words, you do not stretch your hand out to the next person. You place your reliance and trust only on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we find, the Nabi Salaam said, Afif, on the one hand this person is chaste, he is independent. And then with it, Nabi Pak Salaam said, Muta'affif. Muta'affif is what we call in Arabic terminology, Isme Mubalagha. Where this is greatly emphasized that this person from head to toe, is the epitome of independence. La yas'alun nasa shay'a. In the commentary of this hadith, ulama have written, he does not stretch his hand out to anyone. Yahsabuhul jahil ghaniyam min ta'afuf. If somebody doesn't know his condition, if somebody doesn't know his condition, this man may be a poor person, but people will think that he is wealthy. He is that level of independence. We find this Expression in Quran, Allah Ta'ala says, La yas'aluna nasa ilhafa. What this means in layman's terms is sometimes, sometimes a person is independent. He doesn't beg, he doesn't ask from people. But 
he adopts the appearance of someone who is in need. Maybe he dresses up to make himself appear to be very poor, puts on that type of hayat and mannerism. Where he is actually not physically asking, but he creates a situation where anybody looking at him will think this person is in need. Allah Ta'ala says, when Allah Ta'ala speaks of those who are independent, Allah says they don't even do this also. Even though he may be in need, he makes himself appear as if he is not in need of anyone. Afif, muta'affif. And we find that, as I mentioned this before, every two human beings are on equal footing. Allah has made it as such, that everyone is on equal footing. Up till that day, when you stretch your hand out to the next person. The day when you stretch your hand out to the next person and you ask him for something, you've elevated him and you've demeaned yourself. Sharia teaches us what we call istighnaiyat, to be independent. Place your need before Allah. Do not place your need to the makhluk. Do not, ask, do not ever ask from the creation of Allah. Ask from Allah. Like the poet says, لا تخضعن لمخلوق على طمع لا تخضعن لمخلوق على طمع فإن ذلك مذر منك بالدين واسترزق الله مما في خزائنه فإنما هي بين الكاف والنون The poet says, do not demean yourself. Do not humiliate yourself by lowering yourself before the creation. Why? فإن ذلك مذر منك بالدين This will destroy your deen. This will destroy your reliance and your trust in Allah. Ask from Allah. Why? Because Allah's treasures are such. For Allah it is kun fayakun. Be and it becomes. Allah doesn't even need to say kun. Allah's irada is wujud. Allah's intention is existence. In fact, in fact, one narration it comes. One person came and he said to Nabiya Pak Inni Uridu an Akuna Akraman Nas. Ya Rasulullah, I want to be the most honored of people. In other words, I want the most lofty and the most highest status amongst people. What Nabi Salaam told him, La tashkumin amrika shay'an ilal khalq takun akraman nas. Do not complain of your situation to anyone amongst the creation. There will be no one more honored than you. Place your need before Allah, this is honor. Place your need before the creation, this is to demean and humiliate yourself. So coming back to this, Rasulullah Salaam says, Afif, muta'affif. He is chaste. He is totally, completely independent. And what, and what is mentioned in this hadith? Dhu iyal. He has a great number of dependents. In other words, many mouths to feed. Now, normally, when you have a lot of dependents, then the person himself may not be begging, but now he finds an excuse because of my dependents. Let me stretch my hand out. The Bishlam said, despite his dependents, despite his large family. He earns whatever little he can through a halal manner and he feeds his own family. He does not stretch his hand out to the creation. Such a person, Ahlul Jannah, Allah Ta'ala will give him Jannah on this earth. Allah give us tawfiq.